0: Welcome to the Swirl Suite, everybody. So I am back from vacation. It's been a wonderful October so far. I've done a lot. (laughs) If you follow me on Instagram and you subscribe to my newsletter, you see I've got a lot going on. I've been to New York and Philly and LA and all of these things, and I'm finally winding down and getting back into the swing of things. Next week, I'm releasing Vine Me Up merch. The people who subscribe to my newsletter already know what day it launches, but um, it'll it'll reach social media eventually. But in order to get that first look, uh, you have to subscribe to my newsletter at findmeupdc.com. So that's pretty exciting. Uh, it'll be some cool stuff for the holiday season. So if you're not following me already or following the newsletter, do that and then you'll find out more. All right. So on to the episode. This episode is a recording from back in July. Krishan Lampley of Love Corkscrew started a wine series this summer. Just a little background. If you don't know who Krishan Lampley is, just Google her. She is major. She's been killing the wine game for a very long time. Her wine brand Love Corkscrew is out of Chicago and you can find her wine almost anywhere at this point. She's been working so hard to distribute and she is a fantastic businesswoman. So I was invited to her wine talk series to have a very candid conversation about being black in the wine industry, specifically uh, opinions about being a black woman in the wine industry. Um, We get very real. It's a really cool conversation. And I was honored to be a part of her wine talk series. So enjoy, guys. Cheers.
1: Krishan here of Love Corkscrew, welcome to Wine Talk, where we uncork the wine to tell the truth. I am so excited to have Sarita Cheeves here from the Swirl Suite. She is here with us, and please tell all the Love Corkscrew fans what's going on, who you are, what's up, tell them all so they can follow you.
0: Hey everybody, my name is Sarita. And yes, I am a part of the Swirl Street Podcast, where we talk wine all day, every day. Um, and you, you may also know me from Viney where I talk food, wine, TV, um, podcast podcast producing, all the things. Yeah, so that, that's pretty much me in a nutshell. Oh, that's
1: a lot. I don't is a yes. lie. That's a lot. <laughs> yes, yes.
0: yes. <laughs> Yes, ma'am. Yes, it
1: is. I love it. I love it. So I always tell everybody on the show, and I swear to you guys, I swear, I do not know what anybody on the show receives. It's like a surprise to me. I am not, I'm not the one packing it. So I have no idea what they get from the Love Quirk Street portfolio, possibly the Lampley uh, portfolio. I have no idea. So you got to tell them what you're drinking because I don't even know.
0: <laughs> okay. Are you ready? Yeah, yeah. Come on. Come on with it. Come on Okay. It. I am drinking. Oh stop. (laughs) (laughs) Hard
1: knock life. Yes. (laughs) Y'all, that one has such a cult following. It's not even funny. I get it. So you get well, we'll tell them about it because I again where we uncourt the wine to tell the truth. So I want you to tell the truth. Tell them what you think about hard knock life. Go for it while I'm drinking.
0: (laughs) So hard knock life hits me like from both from two areas. Um, there's something familiar about it because everybody knows Concord Grape, like Grape Jelly, like Grape Now ladies, like all these things that remind you of it. But then it seduces you. It's just like, nah, this is not your childhood Concord. This is, this is adult. Yeah. <laughs> this is adult Concord. And um, yeah, it's, it's, it's very tasty. I love it. Yeah. Oh, thank I you. It's why so I have the
1: following. It seriously does. And the funny thing is, it's exactly what you said. The Concord yeah. grape, especially to the Midwest, East Coast, they know about it. You know, a lot of Californians yeah. do not know what Concord is. Oh, but okay. I've had people, kid you not, email me that they started crying because their grandmother used to to grow Concord grapes in the backyard, wow. and it reminded them of their grandmother, um, or nice. just you know home and and their childhood yeah. and, and just fun things that that you just made them think about about just growing up. So I yeah. love that. I love that. I wanted to the varietal to stay true to exactly what it's supposed to be. No fluff, yeah. just exactly I always say when you stick a concord grape in your mouth, that's exactly what I want our knock life to taste to. Yeah. Just a little, little yeah. more adult. <laughs> so that's uh-huh. exactly what I wanted. <laughs> yeah. So I love it. So you know it's perfect because it's perfect for this topic. It's hard, right? It's hard out here. Mm-hmm. It's hard out here hard. for women in this industry. It's hard out here for minorities in this industry. And, you know, sometimes I see articles that are written about us and people are like, enough is enough. We, we don't want to hear about that anymore. You guys are getting the opportunities and such. But are we? Are we yeah. really? That's a are, question. Are, are, do, do we have everything it takes to be taken seriously in this industry and have people not look at our color, uh, not look at who we are, where we come from. I just want your real honest take on on where things are now and what do you think is gonna happen?
0: You know, um, people try to pretend like they don't see who we are, like the color and everything, but I'd rather you address it than to hide behind it. You know what I mean? And um, are things different? shit not for me sorry not for no 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 be real (laughs) Uh, um i've said this several times you know um maybe a year or two ago when everything was very tense and people started to understand what racism for us was really like um we got we got the emails you know we got the write-ups you know we got all of the we got all the fluff but um that's no more you know It it came and went. So they wanted to tap on to what was hot and then move on. So have things changed? Not really, you know. Not really. I,
1: I totally agree with you, and it's yeah. interesting. Um, there is a little controversy going around in the industry now about um, wine enthusiast. Uh, for those of you out there, wine enthusiast is uh, a trade magazine, or or the more no, I won't say it's a trade magazine, but it's definitely a magazine that people are into uh, in the wine world, as well as the industry looks at. Um, wine enthusiasts as a go-to for, um, besides Wine Spectator, of course, they look at wine enthusiasts uh, for the ratings for wines. So the controversy um, that's happening recently is that they will not um, rate wines from outside of a certain set region anymore. So to be honest with you guys, pretty much, and I'm, I'm being dramatic, but it's pretty much like California or bust, right? If, if you're not <laughs> in these certain regions outside of California, if you are in these regions outside of California, um, I think there's New York, um, a couple other places uh, in the States, they're not going to rate your wine anymore. That's it. It's a wrap. Now, a lot of minority wines are produced outside of those areas. So herein lies a struggle. Um, I had addressed it um, that a lot of times these particular magazines like wine specter and wine enthusiasts are used to the gatekeepers um so meaning you guys when i'm talking about uh you have these wines in costco um in certain big box stores they use these ratings to judge what wines are going to take in next so the thought is what's happening what's really happening is there an underlying you know something to this why why, why is that okay and it, maybe it is okay. What, what's your, your take on that?
0: You know, when I worked at, because um, I, I worked at a winery for about five years in Maryland, and I know how hard it was. They were, okay, uh, long story short, um, I worked at a Maryland winery, and it was the, I don't want to say the first, because it wasn't the first. It was the first time a major Maryland wine got recognized, like, aclo- across the globe. And it was a big deal that they were making French-style wines in dry styles, Bordeaux blends, right here in Maryland. It was a pretty big deal for them. They got a lot of buzz, but they weren't rated because there were no other wineries that were getting that same attention. So that's how it works, y'all. Um, they have to come. It had to be worth the trip, worth the trip mm-hmm. for them. Um, I don't know anything outside of that, Um you know, I I really don't know. I don't know how it works. You know, in that world. But all I know, right. this is what I was told. You know, back then. So if it was hard for, you know, a pretty white winery that was doing really well in and in in a, in a region that wasn't known for wine, imagine how hard it would be for somebody like us to make wine. And and, I, and
1: I'm glad you addressed that because um, I think a lot of people don't understand um, the. What it takes a to produce wines, but b, oh. how there are just a select amount of people that can determine your future in this industry, and it's very hard. And there's so many wines out there, guys, and there's so many great people in the industry, but there's so many people that make beautiful wines that you never will know and and never hear about. Um, so it's hard, and and I'll, I'll, it'll be interesting to see if because wine enthusiasts did this what, again, those gatekeepers are going to do. Are they going to open it up in different categories? It's like, okay, fine. Maybe we won't necessarily need your wine rated, but we do want wine still in these particular, you know, regions, these particular areas. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I'm, I'm torn with how I feel about it, but uh, we shall wait and see. Another controversial thing. So I, I belong to a couple of wine groups um, on social media and mm-hmm. within a particular group, There tends to be individuals that, um, I will say, for lack of better words, kind of bash the Black industry um, as Mm. far as wine, um, Black wine, um, not only negociants, brands, um, by saying that they're not authentic. And that they don't authentic to their wine knowledge. Mm. So... For instance, um, there'll be statements made of the fact that there's these brands, these these black-owned wine brands that are coming out there, and um, as they are trying to educate, they have no education themselves in wine. They don't know what they're saying. They're misspeaking um, on on topics that they just know nothing about, and they're just promoting wines that are not theirs. And if you look up their colas, they really don't own it. And there's a lot of negativity about this. Um, and I want to address a few things about it. And I'm sorry if you, you decide you're, you're going to be the controversial. <laughs> so, <laughs> so sorry about that, but tag your it. So <laughs> let, let's talk about this. So I will tell you my issues and by all means, correct me if I am wrong. If you have a different perspective, by all means, chime in. I'm I'm the believer of there is enough money in this world for everyone. Mm -hmm. If you work hard, if you're true to yourself um, and you have a story, because we all have a story, but if you have a story that makes sense to your brand, whatever you're in, whether it's you're selling yogurt, um, whether you're a beautician, whatever industry you're in a service, if you stay true to yourself and you really become not only good at your craft, but a good marketer in Mm. your craft, you will succeed. And I will challenge anybody that when I think of the 80s, and a lot of people are young, that are going to be watching this show that don't know, like there was a pet rock back in the 70s and 80s. (laughs) People sold a rock. The rock had a face painted on it. And that was your pet rock. Sold millions, millions of a pet, rock <laughs> but yep. what was it think about the chia pet for those out there that's yep. a weed the chia pet sold like yep. crazy it was a weed but why because it was great marketing behind it yeah and they succeeded now what success looks like to me you someone else could be a lot lot different however what i do know is they had a monetary success they made a lot of money <laughs> In mm-hmm. both of those ridiculous things, right? Yeah. Yet there are in both categories when it comes to goods, CPG, customers, uh, product goods. There are some amazing products out there that have never been seen. I usually mm-hmm. use the, the, uh, a, a, the analogy of a mixtape, right? You can have a great singer mm-hmm. and they're on that mixtape and they just blowing, they're just blowing, but you never hear them. But then there's someone who can barely sing, but the marketing was amazing and they make it. So I know that's a lot for everyone to unpack, but understand what I'm saying. When I say this all, all in all, there's room for everyone. There's plenty of money for everyone. And just because someone's journey is different in their experience and learning does not mean they're wrong. And that's where I have a problem with bashing anybody that gets in any industry because their success is their success. Or not, or their failure is their failure. Who am I to judge anybody on anything they do? Uh, That's my take. What's your take?
0: Okay, so it's it's tough because I'm in some of the same groups, and not many not many people realize that this industry is not only like it's 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 pretty whitewashed and all the things, but within us, it can be very clicky. Man. It, Preach. If you don't, if you don't know, <laughs> if you don't know a certain somebody or a certain somebody don't know who you are, you don't talk to the right people. You may sit there. Your wine is fantastic, but it may sit on the shelves because you don't have the right end. And I hate that it's like that.
1: And, why? and I, I, why,
0: why is it like, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I just think of them. all the
1: things that we make popular so quick the Telfar yeah. bags like there's things that just blow up that if yeah. we did that to each other in the wine industry not just one brand not just two brands but yeah. all of us if we just picked one to focus on a week
0: yeah
1: everyone would be such a success and that yeah. drives me nuts. Why do we have to do that? Why does it have to be a fraternity? I'm in a sorority, for goodness sake. Why does it have to become a wine fraternity or sorority that you will not get access to so many things if you're not in that group or we're not in that clique?
0: That hurts my friend. You know, it's really weird. And the thing is, when I started the Swirls Me podcast, you know, with my other co-hosts, I had no idea what I was starting. All I knew is, this is what I don't see. I don't see me talking about wine. I don't see anybody looks like me talking about wine on any sort of platform. And this was probably about 10 years ago. So when I started it, I was like, well, why don't we just open it up to guests and just talk to people about wine? Whoever you are, whether you make corks, bottles, wine, start a restaurant, if you have a passion for wine, spirits, food, something, let's just talk to them. And that's kind of how that started. But I'm I'm so happy that it's it's lasted as long as it did and we're able to tell everybody's stories and it doesn't come across clickish. We just talk to everybody who's passionate about wine.
1: I love that. I love that. And we, we probably started around the same time. I'm going on year 10. And when I see comments that are made about well these brands don't know what they're talking about or these so-called wine brands it's said like that. these so-called yeah. brands yeah don't know what they're doing don't know anything about wine i've been in this industry i've owned love course for 10 years been in the wine industry 25 years i don't know everything about wine Nobody knows tons of things i don't know and that's my know. point nobody knows everything i never forget I went to Chalk Hills uh, to do a a study with um, a program I was in, and it had literally the national president of the Somali Association there. He said in front of the class, there'll be 99 Somalis with 100 different answers. Period. Nobody knows everything about wine, And when you think you know a lot, something else is going to come along. Something's going to change. Yep. Unless you're a straight-up chemist, <laughs> there's going to be things <laughs> that you just yeah. don't know, and that's okay. That's okay. Yep. You should always want to learn. And when you're focused on building, let's talk about the business side for just really quick, and I want to get your perspective on your side. As I'm building a brand, I'm, doing, I'm wearing 50 million different hats. Yep. Sales, marketing, budgeting, finance working with distributors is hard as I don't know what. So I literally just entered 15 states. So what I have to do day to day to sell to the big box stores like Walmart, Target, Whole Foods, what I have to do each day, I may know tons about, but someone that's a winemaker may know nothing about. Yeah, And vice versa, what? So, so that makes me not legit. That's not fair. How is that fair? How can I do everything? That's why most winemakers aren't also brand owners and also distributed in states nationwide. And, you know, it's like, (laughs) you have to do a lot of things. So why should we put each other down? How about just raise each other up? And one more thing, and I want you to talk, because I'm just, Mm -hmm. I'm I'm letting it, everybody have it, right? (laughs) Celebrities, celebrities, these celebrities coming out with wine brands. Yeah, this, is my Talk issue. About it. this is my issue, this is my issue, and I'm going to say it in a positive light, wouldn't it be cooler if those celebrities actually backed a mm-hmm. negociant or a winemaker that already exists? Yeah. I would love, I would love um, Love Corkscrew by Beyonce. Mm-hmm. I would love a collaboration, because what do they have? that we don't have. And that is the access to people. People. That would be amazing if they would collab with us as opposed to coming out with their own brand. And I will contradict myself. I will say coming out with their own brand and knowing nothing about wine. Mm. (laughs) That that's my contradiction, right? I'm contradicting myself a little bit. But I understand what I'm saying, how cool that would be. Why don't they just collab mm-hmm. with us? Because people do believe us. I've been in this industry 10 years. So somebody believes me. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Why can't it's, they do that? It, because it's tough. It's tough because of marketing. Say like your, um, your, your, your celebrity that has the face, they have the following, they have the marketing already. Just add the wine. It's easier. It's lazy. Right. It's, it's you know, it's already there. So if they're backing, they're going to have to be in the background. They don't really know much about wine. They're just going to have to stand back. And that person who actually makes the wine, who does all the hard work, would have to be in the forefront. And they're not the market. That person, that celebrity is. That's probably why they add the You're face. Right. You know... But and done. It's, it's tough. And it's if it tough. works,
1: it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't, right? There's still right. celebrities.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Fair. Yeah. Fair. All right. But did you All hear, right. okay, really quick, speaking of Beyonce, did you hear what she did on TikTok? Oh, gosh, no. What? Okay. So I think it was a few days ago, Beyonce created her first TikTok, but here's the thing. She. I think she reached out to all of these influencers on TikTok, most of them people of color. And if they use, she handpicked the people that that that, that used her latest song in their videos. And her favorites, she just posted a long video, a compilation of all of that's their videos. And guess what? Tag them all. That's tag, what I'm talking about. Tag them all. Oh, and the thing my is. God. They they all knew it was coming, but they had to send the NBA and couldn't say anything. Say so they knew ahead of time. But wow. all the TikTokers that were tagged was like, I'm so happy. I can talk about it now. Can y'all believe this is happening to me? You know, that kind of thing. But Yeah, that, sure
1: their followership went up like bananas, didn't it? Bananas. That is what you do. That Dude, is what like, you do. Like why can't like Beyonce or Jay-Z needs to tag Hard Knock Life Concord. Nah. There you go. <laughs> and it's things like that, right? It only takes that, that little just support. Yep. That little yep. support to just say, you know what, I see you. Even if it's their mm-hmm. people of their people of their peoples that see us. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> just if you yep. tagged us and said, hey y'all, I haven't tasted that wine, but support these 20 black-owned wine brands. Man. Nah. Yeah. We would kill it. We would kill it. So, what's yeah. next? What's next for you?
0: Oh, gosh. What's next for me? Um, I want to produce more stuff. And again, I don't have to be in the spotlight. I want to produce somebody who has an idea about food and wine, who, I don't know, loves to cook, loves to talk about wine, and maybe wants to be a podcaster. I want to produce somebody who's doing something great.
1: I love it. And there's so many out there to choose from. It's, yeah. It's, it's awesome to see just the progression. And I know you know it from 10 years ago till now. Yeah. Um, there's so many people talking about wine finally and not being scared yeah. to talk about it. Yeah. What what have you seen to be the biggest myth about wine that some of the new wine novices are saying, thinking? Something that maybe makes you chuckle a little bit?
0: Um. I feel like a myth that's being sort of dismantled is you drink red wine with red meat and then white wine with
1: fish Fish, or chicken.
0: Like it's, I think that the more of us are starting to really study wine and getting to know wine. And then they're coming to the conclusion that it depends on the body. It depends on how this, this, this food is prepared, what seasonings are used. You know, if it's on the grill versus baked, like all of these things come into play when it comes to wine. So that rule is just thrown out the window. I love oh, it. So i so thrown. I it
1: is a funny time. I remember uh, I went on with a group of people and they were doing a wine, we were doing a wine tasting, and I knew they were extreme wine novice and you know, they were just like enjoying the experience. And I watched this one individual take a bite of food, didn't chew it, but then put the wine in their mm. mouth because they thought that was pairing like you had to eat it and drink it at the same like wash it down with the wine i would be like what are you doing that's weird i don't understand what's happening right now. and it's it's just so funny because i think it, it's it's so intimidating sometimes that we don't have common sense and that's in general with mm. wine Something that intimidates us and scares us that we're we're physically scared of, or oh gosh, I'm gonna do the wrong thing. You just don't use right. common sense. And, yeah. and to your point, with body, with texture, with flavor profiles, use common sense. So I'll have some people say, now you're a good cook. They're like, I'm a great cook, I'm an excellent cook. I'm like, well, then you know how to pair wine because it's just mm-hmm. like a seasoning. Yeah. What would you put on your steak? What would you yeah. put? on your chicken. Think about that. So then when you I mean, they they were able to spit it out, right? Just like that, what they would do? Well, every characteristic you just named is a variety. (laughs) I just want people to to have more fun with it, have more fun. What's some interesting people that you've interviewed? Oh, number
0: one, Akimi DeVos, executive director of the Roots Fund yeah yes. she rocked. she rocked us we we couldn't even talk after she spoke um let's see um gosh so many i love so many. It. i love How that there's we, so many <laughs> well we had you on the show i remember <laughs> As i was gonna say i hope she says me mm-hmm. <laughs> <didn't blame> <laughs> no no I your story it. is phenomenal I no you, you're a great show um but our last two episodes are going to be with producers of psalm tv and awesome. they just released yeah they just released a um a documentary about champagne the most expensive bottle of wine to auction and yes. um talk to two of their producers so that's that's going to be really interesting so oh that's yeah, going to be we, awesome yeah
1: Oh God, yeah. I'm so happy for you. And and again, yeah. to, to be in this industry that doesn't look like us, I'm always with uplifting anyone, anything. If there's anything Love quirks we can do for you, by all means, yeah. I would love to, to push everyone to the top. So tell people how to find you on all your social media channels, please.
0: Yes. So I have two social media channels. You can find me myself at Vine Me Up. I'm Sarita. And you can follow the Swirl Speed podcast at sweet on everywhere i love it thank you and again
1: love corkscrew fans there's tons of you out there i got what about like twenty six thousand folks out there i need you all to follow sarita please follow support um it would be just amazing for for just love corkscrew to be able to connect so many and that's why i do this wine talk um for you guys to see us I want you guys to see us in this industry. I want you to follow us. I get so many questions all the time of how can I make it in this wine industry? Well, you know what? I'm giving you that ability to get connected to some amazing people. And that's why I do this show. So everybody follow Sarita. Please, please, please. Thank you. And thanks for tuning in to Wine Talk, where we uncork the wine to tell the truth. Thank you. And no, guys, Thank it's a hard life. But y'all can make it. Y'all going to be
0: all right. I promise. Thank you. So that is our episode, guys. I hope you enjoyed our conversation. Uh, Be sure to follow Krishan. I will put all of her links in the description box. I will also put the link to the interview in the description box as well in case you want to watch us. Again, thank you for all of your comments and your shares and your likes. We truly appreciate you. Cheers. Thanks for joining the Swirl Suite. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button, leave us five stars, and leave us a comment. We love ratings. Also, be sure to follow all of us on social media. Myself at Buy Me Up, Glen is at Vino Noir, Girl Meets Glass is Tanisha. Vino301 is Leslie. And you can follow the Swirl Suite podcast account at Swirlsuite. The Swirl Suite is now a part of the Alive Podcast Network. This episode has been edited and produced by Find Me Up Media.